In this presentation, we will take a look at an Earned Income Credit Eligibility Checklist. This information can be found in Publication 596. So this is going to be our checklist. This is going to be kind of a recap of the information we've looked at so far. And it'll go through it in kind of a checklist format might be a good uh, way to format this information. So you can go through basically the checklist in a quicker fashion as you look through this information. So you may claim the earned income credit if you answer yes to all of the following questions. So we got the yes, no questions over here. We're going to have the checklist related to the earned income credit. Number one is your AGI. That's going to be the adjusted gross income. Remember, so if we go to the adjusted gross income, we're talking about line seven adjusted gross income. So is your AGI adjusted gross income less than 15,270 or 20,950 for married filing joint? So married filing joint, of course, would have the higher AGI limit to see if you can uh, take the credit or not. Otherwise, the lower limit, 15,275, if you don't have a qualifying child, right? So now we're going, if you have one qualifying child, then the income AGI limit goes up 40,320 or 4610 uh, for married filing joint to qualifying childs the AGI goes up 51,492 married 45,802 for others other than married and then if you have more than two qualifying child then we're at 54,884 for married 49,194 so uh, if your AGI is less then we would say yes and we can then move forward to number two which is do you and your spouse have a valid social security number that you got by the due date of your 2018 return including extensions if we're going to say yes then we move forward number three if your filing status married filing jointly head of household qualified widowers or single uh and so notice the filing statuses that we're talking about here are it names all of them basically except married filing separately the one that's not included so because we're, our goal here is to have everything say yes. So this is your filing setups being required. It's not listing the one that by default, but just cannot file to claim the earned income credit, which is married filing separate. Caution, if you or your spouse is a non-resident alien, answer yes only if your filing status is married filing jointly. Four, answer yes if you aren't filing form 2555 or form 255EZ that that's the foreign income form otherwise no so we're going to say yes here and then typically uh, we're hoping for all these basically to be yes <laughs> to see if we could check this off number five is your investment income 3,500 or less interest dividend income main type of investments possibly capital gain information uh, so again probably if that's the case we're going to say yes go forward number six is your total earnings uh, is your total earned income at least one dollar but less than so notice what this requirement is doing again it's saying that your earned income meaning like wages are the most common type of earned income a little bit different than the agi limitation it's got to be over one because it has to have if you have no earned income you're not going to get an earned income credit but it's got to be under the caps which again are similar to the caps we had up top so now we're not talking about the AGI limits, we're talking about earned income. So AGI could have been like uh, the investment income. Now we're thinking about the earned income because that's what the actual earned income credit is gonna be calculated on. So it's gotta be over, you have to have actually earned income that's over a dollar and under these caps that, well, I won't go through all the caps again, but these caps 
whether uh, you have a qualifying child, one qualifying child, two qualifying child, or more. So starting off, if you don't have a qualifying child, one, two, or more. So we have to have at least a dollar. If we only have a dollar of earned income, we're not going to get much earned income credit. But it has to be between one dollar of earned income and then uh, below the caps. If that's true, then we're going to say yes there. Moving on to number seven. Answer yes if A, you aren't a qualifying child of another taxpayer or B, you are filing a joint return. Otherwise, answer no. So, so we're saying answer yes if you aren't a qualifying child of another taxpayer. In other words, you remember this rule, we can't really be a qualifying child, of course, of someone else in order to basically claim the child tax credit typically. So hopefully we're not, I mean, if again, if we're not a qualifying child, we'll say if yes, if you aren't a qualifying child. And then it says stop. If you have a qualifying child, answer question eight and nine and skip uh, 10 to 12. If you don't have a qualifying child or if another person is entitled to treat your child as a qualifying child under the tiebreaker rules explained in rule nine, skip question eight and nine and go to 10 and 12. So now we have that fork in the road again between the uh, people who have a qualifying child and those that don't. So these are where the questions uh, hit that fork in the road. Number eight. Does your child meet the relationship, age, residency, and joint return test for a qualifying child and have a valid SSN, social security number, that he or she got by the due date of your 2018 return? If that's yes, then we're going to move forward. Number nine, is your child a qualifying child only for you? So meaning we don't have a qualifying child for multiple. Answer yes, if A... Your qualifying child doesn't meet the test to meet a qualifying child of any other person or B, your qualifying child meets the test to be a qualifying child of another person, but you are the person entitled to treat the child as a qualifying child under the tiebreaker rules. In other words, it's got to be your qualifying child, you know, one way or the other, either they only qualify for you or uh, they're qualifying under the tiebreaker rules. So we're going to say yes there. Number 10. Were you or your spouse if filing a joint return? So this, these are the requirements. Remember the split. If you uh, don't have a qualifying child, because we were going to skip to 10. So were you or your spouse if filing joint at least 25, but under uh, 65 at the end of 2018? Again, if, that, if that's our case, we're hoping to say yes. If, and then it, again, this applies if we, if we follow this guideline based on these guidelines and then 11 answer yes if a you can't be claimed as a dependent uh, on another on anyone else's return or b you are filing a joint return so again here we have the dependent kind of rule so we can't be a dependent of someone else and, and then file for the child tax credit 12 was your main home and your spouse's if filing joint return in the united states for more than half the year so there we have that kind of where you hear more than half the year, uh, uh, United States, more than half the year. So that's going to be our questionnaire. Persons with a qualifying child, if you answer yes to questions one through nine, you can claim the earned income credit. If you have more than one child, you can claim the earned income credit as long as you answer yes to questions one through seven and can answer yes to question eight and nine for at least one child. 
Remember to fill out Schedule EIC, the Earned Income Credit Schedule, and attach it to your Form 1040. If you answer yes to questions 1 through 7 and no to question 8, answer question 10 through 12 to see if you can claim the Earned Income Credit without a qualifying child. Persons without a qualifying child, if you answer yes to questions 1 through 7 and 10 and 12, that's where that break was, 10 and 12 here, you can claim the earned income credit. If you answer no to any questions that apply to you, you can't claim the earned income credit.